Hello, fellow Mega Tennis, and welcome to another episode of Hello, Fellow Mega Tennis. My name is LaRue, and with me is Spider. Hey there. Neb. Hello. And Glib with the new microphone. We're out here right now. Yes, today we have a lot of news and speculation to talk about. Um, I think the biggest thing is probably the rumor mongering situation with P5R. Have, Have you guys all watched the trailer? Yeah, I've seen it. Yes. Well, yes. as much of a trailer as it is. Not it's a lot of content. Yeah, did you guys understand that uh, the stuff that they're saying in the trailer, I guess? Because that's really what's relevant. No. I don't speak um, Japanese, so no. They're just saying, hey, we hear you. Wait. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're just basically saying, wait till this date, more info then. On the TV screen. Yeah. And on TV screens, during the little trailer or teaser, I guess, you can see that it says um, multi- like it says future projects or something like that. Yep. And it's got the whole world of Tizzy. There are a lot of arguments about one particular feature of the trailer. And what would that be? <laughs> I don't know. It's the platform. What would it be? The platform <laughs> of the game. Oh, yeah, yeah, because everyone was begging slash praying and whatever for it to go to the Switch, and immediately, for literally one second, you see the PlayStation um, logo. And, you know, to me, that immediately says it's not coming to the Switch. (laughs) Well, not just the Switch. They wanted a port of Persona 5 to the Switch, not necessarily a new game. Right. Yeah, but the theory is sort of evolving, right? People are saying that the first they thought P5R would be a a Switch version of Persona Five, kind of like Golden. How Golden was on the Vita, was sort of its own thing for Persona Four. So that was what people were thinking. But now they say new projects, and only the PlayStation logo. Some people are not; uh, their expectations don't align with you know what's going on. Yeah. I mean, we see this every with every release, basically. Um, during every single announcement, there's always people in the comments saying, why is it in this? Please come to this. I think this is the first time in a while that I've seen hardcore backlash or weird amounts of disappointment for something that was never, ever official, you know? So everyone just assumed that this was going to happen because of the Super Smash Brothers announcement with Joker being announced as a new DLC. And I think that that's kind of an odd thing for people to jump to conclusions with. But we knew that they were going to make a bunch of new Persona projects. So I guess this is confirmation that most, if not all, those projects will be exclusive to Sony platforms or might be a timed exclusive where initially it's just Sony and then after a year or whatever, then it'll come to other things, maybe? That's a possibility, yeah. Um, We saw some uh, a little bit of backlash when SMT5 was released because they had the HD whole thing going on. So people thought it was going to be multi-plat and it's not. Yeah. And I mean, I like, I could see why people would be disappointed with SMT5. There's like this weird relationship with Sony and Nintendo that Atlas has where you can never really tell what's going to happen. Um, we have some persona games on Nintendo consoles. We have most on um, Sony consoles. Wait, did I say that twice? No, I didn't. Okay. No. 
<laughs> but um, I think that this is kind of one of those things where people built up an expectation just because of a piece of information. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but has any other Smash Brothers character that came to Smash Brothers then got a new game that came out because of that as a result or something? Uh, uh, Bayonetta? In the Smash in Smash for Wii U, Klaus Strife, when he was announced for it, he Final Fantasy VII was not on Switch, or, or Wii rather. He was only in two Nintendo games, actually. He was in Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, and he was in Final Fantasy Theater Rhythm. But now on Switch, he is Final Fantasy VII is on Switch now. So maybe that counts? I don't know. Hmm. Uh, that's close enough, I think. Yeah, but then you have, like, <laughs> I guess, does that mean that the Castlevania people are getting a port or something? Or do they have something for the Switch? Yeah, well, you uh, know. I don't think so. When they put Solid Snake in, he got, in, he got a Wii game, right? No, Solid Snake had a game on GameCube. It was Twin Snakes, I think. There you Ooh. go. It's a connection. It's coming. Persona already has a game on there anyways. PQ. It's just not out here yet. Do you want to count this? Uh, I think that one of the characters from Castlevania is in Super Bomberman R, but I would I wouldn't really count that myself. It's more like a cameo, I think. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, when it comes down to it, the whole P five R thing, I could kind of see what it might be, and I think that the P five R is just a title for all the projects that are coming all at once, kind of like how when Final Fantasy did their. Uh, crystal crystal list or whatever projects and that was like Final Fantasy 13 and 15 or something I guess that's possible but there's four separate domains so it's weird too because it said projects not just one project so I don't know yeah it's kind of confusing yeah why would there be a main domain for P5R would that point to these other new domains why wouldn't they just be you know uh, within that one on I don't know. That's kind of weird. If, Maybe it's if, like if it the is. dancing games, and it's like three games in one, something like that. I mean, they, oh, no, oh no. Are you saying like they would split it up, <laughs> like the dancing Maybe. games, where it's like one cast is in this game and one cast is in another? Oh no, that would be nightmarish. That's awful. Don't say that. <laughs> Atlas. Get ready. Don't give them ideas. Atlas, I need royalties. Thank you. Stop. <laughs> Get ready for those eighty dollar DLC. Oh, <laughs> uh, did anyone have a point to bring up before I interrupted with my horrible monetization scheme? Well, I mean, I guess my point that I want to say is that although it does seem kind of far-fetched that it could be a, like an umbrella thing, I don't really think it's going to be that, to be honest. I think that it stands for something very specific and they're going to announce that soon as long, I mean, along with other projects. But um, even if it was an umbrella name, my only argument towards that being a possibility is. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, sorry. Cut out. So, uh, is, and then you sort of cut out. Oh, sorry. So, my only um, my argument is that because they, they're kind of, they play kind of fast and loose with, with domain names, there's like, like four or so for the Persona 4. There's the golden one, the animation one, there's the. Tanaka one. So I think that there's just kind of like no real rhyme or reason to what they do with domain names. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I mean, they also run all the games too. They could be like movies or something or anime or something. I don't know. 
yeah, because it's being announced with the the end of the animation, I think that it might just be a movie or something. That's my, anyways. That could be the M1. That's a possibility if they were going to announce a movie. You had something you wanted to say, Neb, about something? No, I'm good. I just wanted to uh, say, Atlas, please hire me to split up every game into multiple titles that you have to own in order to get the complete experience. <laughs> I Persona mean, 5 Crimson Edition and Persona 5 Red Edition. I can't wait. No, it's not. <laughs> Different demons in each one, and if you own both, you can fuse Satan and stuff. Well, they you have that get already. Both, both endings. They already have that. It's Devil Children, which worked very well, and you could play you can fight against Kazuma Kaneko, and that's great. It was a boss? Like, yes. kind of, they did near near Automata? Yeah, but it's cooler because he, he fights with frost demons, and then you could also fight against Kozi Akata. He uses, I think he uses angels or something. That's pretty that game fun. fun or no? It's, it sounds kind of interesting. It's not fun. Okay. <laughs> it's SMP. You said it worked well. <laughs> All right, then. In the first three games, it was cool, and then the games got really bad after the first three. And I mean, so the first were good or no? Yes. Um, okay. Put it this way: um, Shin Megami Tensei Devil Children White Book is t- translator Tom's favorite game in this in the franchise, and he has played basically all of them, including the mobile games. So, wow! In English or no? Um, <laughs> what? No, in Japanese. He is a translator. I mean, well, like, is, oh. Oh, I, forgot, I forgot what the point of this was. Multiplat thing. Um, I guess one of the things that people are saying is that the reason why we shouldn't get our hopes down is that before the Switch release is that Crash Team Racing was announced as a Sony game or something, or had the Sony logo. Then it showed. It turned out that it was going to be on the Switch as well. I think that that's kind of silly. Just considering Atlas's history, where they've never ever announced a game for one console and then it turned out to be multiplat unless it was a re-release. Is there a new Crash Team Racing you're referring to the one from like twenty years ago? They announced a remake during um I think TGA it was. Uh, okay, okay. I just wanted to clear that up. Yeah, if that was like a port of an existing game or like an old, old game, it'd be like that's that's dumb. But okay, it's a, it's at least a new release. Yeah. Um, anytime there was a game that was multi-plat release, it was announced with that teaser trailer. So a good example of that would be Persona Arena and um, Catherine, if you want to count Catherine. It was also yeah. initially announced for both consoles, and it came out for both consoles. They never did a addendum unless you count something like Shin Megami Tensei If that released on SNES and then released again on the Sony PlayStation and sucked on both. So that's spoilers for a future podcast episode, maybe. <laughs> Cut Possibly. that out. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's exclusivity deals are weird. Some of them are rock solid forever because we don't have the details, but uh, some of them, like I think one of the GTA games was supposed to only be for one console and then it branched out to another one later. I don't know which is which. I haven't played them in a long time. So, but yeah, we never know the terms of these agreements, so it's impossible to tell. Yeah. yeah. All in all, Probably not, but you know it's definitely possible. Let's we'll say hold hope for it, but if they do, they'll probably get mad. So don't. <laughs> True. In saying that, what do you think some of these projects will be? Because we already kind of have some idea of what one of them 
will for sure be. Yeah, well, let's run down what they've described. Haven't they described what they're going to be? They said one's going to be a high high action game, high something action game. High end, so expensive, end. I guess, maybe. High act, yeah, yeah. That one was a job listing that was ah. shown. So it wasn't an official announcement. But yeah, it's made in Unity, and they hired a 2D artist. Oh, so. what if it's like Persona 5, but like uh, Dragon's Crown or Odin Sphere, whatever it's called? Or, yeah, cool. actually, that would work. I was thinking that would be sweet. I was thinking they would somehow partner with like Ladybug or the people who did Synchronicity Prologue and make a full like mini game thing like that. This sounds like it's in house though from the listing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I'm going to go over over the top speculation, that would be my over the top. I want more of that too. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I could use another one of those. Yeah, a brawler would be awesome. Uh, that would be a really cool use of all that stuff, but we'll. Let's see what they mean by high-end action. It could be an FPS. Yeah, it yeah, also, it's, it's 2D, though. It couldn't be. It, it also didn't specify it was a Persona game. It just said Mega 10. So it, who mm. knows what it is. Okay. I would totally play a Persona FPS. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you, go, you go to the school and you shoot all the <laughs> Stop. That's, that's, that's the chaos route. I Sorry. remember the staff talking <laughs> about when they were making Strange Journey how they wanted to make a FPS. So I think uh, Atlas has been wanting to try that for a while now. True, but then at the same time, Kaneko did say at one point that he wanted to make a soccer game. That was mega time. <laughs> he wanted to make a mobile game too. <laughs> That'd be killer. Soccer? Mm. I'd play that. I would actually play Mega Ten Soccer too. Imagine a world where the franchise like gets Mario status, and there's like a Mega Ten everything, baseball, Ten Party, Mega Ten the Olympics. Jack Rose <laughs> at the Olympics, yes. Yeah, hell yeah. Mega Ten doesn't make crime at the Olympics. True, can't wait for that. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know what they're planning. It's it's going to be very interesting what they do if they do something interesting and not just more dancing games and. Please, no more dancing games. Yeah, not branching I, off into cool genres. That might be interesting. For sure. Something new that we haven't played already, like uh, PQ and all that stuff. Those are great spinoffs, Arena and all that, but I'd like something new. Yeah, I would it's, love a fighting game. It seems I like you're trying to be more... Sorry, go ahead. No, I sort of know there's like nothing confirmed about that or anything, but man, I would, I would like one of those. We didn't? Arx just say they had something with Persona? Or am I tripping? What? Supposedly, the Arc system said they put the Persona fighting game on hold. I don't even remember seeing that. It's just been information that everyone keeps saying, and I think they're just trying okay. to like make this rumor come true. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't see the source, so I'm just asking. I don't know for sure. Yeah, I've heard that too. I just have never seen the source. And they also had the guy who runs some big fighting game thing talk about. Persona, so people are like, oh man, he's teasing a fighting game. <laughs> Turns out you can only talk about a game if you're going to make a, a game using that those assets in your genre. You cannot like a game outside of your genre, is what people are basically doing. That is true. <laughs> in saying that, did you guys happen to spot the Persona 5 Sakurai interview? And uh, it's yes. bad translation? Yeah. 
<laughs> it's horrible translation where they where they definitely have a bias and are just kind of making things weird. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure he doesn't say Shin Megami Tensei because I just hear Megami Tensei in there. I don't think he ever mentioned Shin Megami Tensei in that interview. I listened to that part like a lot with headphones, without headphones, and I'm like, uh-uh, no. He's never said Shin Megami Tensei. It's a very distinct word, and he never says SMT either. So, Yeah, I think one thing he's trying to refer to is uh, when... Megami Tensei had the moniker Ibanroku, um, Megami Ibanroku Persona, which they dropped after the first game. Yeah, and even, <laughs> like, yes, that's ex- I think that's exactly what they're referring to, or what he's referring to. Um, do, can you, like, summarize the interview just for everyone who will probably never watch it? Oh, man, I, I barely remember it. Um, let's see. He talks about, I think the first question was him, which is his first Persona game, and he started with Persona 1, and he talks about, you know, how that went in, and then he goes into um, the more popular aspects of what made Persona 3 so popular and later on. Um, He briefly mentions that. I think there's also some issues with the translation there that have caused some misunderstandings. and then after that, he talks about the menus, and I think that's the end of the interview after that. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much yeah. all of that happens. I mean, for what it's worth, the interview is interesting. For him to say that his favorite part of the Persona 5 game is the UI, that's funny. I don't know. It's really funny to me. I like I, he also the most mentioned, part to me, too. He also mentioned before in like an interview how he thought everything was pretty great, the story and all that as well. The music, he also talked a lot about the music, I think. Yeah. And how it doesn't really, he wouldn't think that would normally work, the acid jazz. Yeah, and then he talks about, uh, what was the other, he said that he basically got all the confidants maxed out except... Yusuke. Yusuke. Yeah, I was like, I was going to say, I could, I, I could never remember his name. He's just the obnoxious artist, um, cliche guy. <laughs> the starving artist. <laughs> but um, I think even in the interview, I don't, I don't think the question is um, what's his favorite character because the way he answers it is not <laughs> saying that his, um, Yusuke is his favorite unless he just went on a tangent. No, he just forgot to max out Yusuke. He maxed out everyone else. <laughs> it's kind of hard in the first playthrough to get everyone. No, I mean, I have everyone. <laughs> the trick is just to beat the each dungeon thing in one try. Yeah. Sure. I, I think I maxed everyone too, but you can get gated, you know. If you don't know ahead of time, oh, you're right, right. gated by like, oh, your charm is at five, so you have to grind that, and you get behind by like three weeks, you know. Speaking of that, speaking, going back to the uh, wonky translation part about um, what made the modern personas so popular, I saw a lot of speculation on Reddit and all that, saying the art style and different things. But um, I think the most, the thing that really made the series take off was the calendar system and the switch to 3D. I think that's really has what's made it what it is today yeah and that's the huge part of it because it makes all the characters um 
I mean, he says that makes them more realistic, which I just can't even believe that he thinks that any of the characters are even moderately realistic. But he's yeah. also this is also sort of like a almost a fluff piece where he's you know he's promoting the the character in a way that's from a game that he likes, and he's he's being nice. You know, well, I mean, sure he doesn't love the writing or anything. Well, what what Spider was referring to earlier is that he. He writes for Famitsu, like a, I don't know if it's a weekly article, but he writes. It was weekly. Yeah. And he just basically goes, I love everything about Persona 5. And he just gushes about it. Um, and that this is pre, I mean, maybe he already knew that Joker was coming, but this is around the time that Persona 5 was fresh, uh-huh. if, I, if memory serves. So he, he definitely has a fondness for it. I mean, a lot of what he was saying in the interview, I was just like, is this, is this just like the Japanese? perspective of persona it's really interesting because yeah he's saying the ui that yeah um i think this like spider said the calendar system is huge and just that kind of like format just works so well with um the juxtaposition of being an rpg and a simulator thing i don't think it's just that though because if you talk to people who play persona 3 and 4 you hear that like the reason they like it so much the themes and like they needed it at that time they played it like you know I think the older games have that too. They also have the, they don't have a confidant system, but you definitely get the friendship aspect and the bonds aspect going there. It's just not as, um, I don't know, organized. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, there's a lot more structure to it. Once you get the calendar system, you have these like demarcated lines of like when this character has more development and you can choose to do it at certain times. It's not just pre-scripted to happen. And you don't even have to talk to some people you don't want. You're like, I hate this character. I don't want to learn anything else about them. Just cut them out. I'm not talking to you. Or there could be characters you love, like Bebe in Persona 3. <laughs> want to max out his social link because you're like, oh, he's a weeb just like me. Self-identification. I think they Here's another thing in Persona 3 that was the first, wasn't this when they moved? Because in 1 and 2, it was all like random encounters, right? And this is when they moved that thing where you can like hit the guy to start the fight, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's not just a pure random encounter. That's what I liked. Yeah, but then in order to get that, you have to sacrifice having unique demon designs. Like they're all just that weird blob thing. Yeah, the shadow stuff was kind of... I, I don't like that. Well, they get some pretty unique shadows in... Um, some of the other games. And then in in five, they're like shadows on the screen, but when they get in the fight, they're like they're individual demons and stuff, right? Which is the preferred method, I think. Yeah. <laughs> you get both best of both worlds. But it being all 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 that being said, it was really interesting to see Sakurai Sakurai talk about um Persona and it, I, the way I was trying to read into the interview was more of just understanding the Japanese perspective of what it, why Persona is popular, um, not just him gushing about the game. Because there's one part where it's definitely business and he has to like say good things. Yeah. There's a, the other part is he's definitely a fan, especially if he started with Persona One. Yeah, for sure. He's played all of them right now. I guess at least the main titles. Yeah, I mean, the one the one part of the interview, though, that I actually marked down because it made me laugh was when he said the one thing he would wish he wished of Atlas Games in the future is if they could be shorter. <laughs> yeah, uh, I can understand that, not having the time. 
Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I would actually like it if they were shorter too. To be honest, it is. It feels so superficially um, long. Some of these games. Oh yeah, one more time, one more thing before we move on. Um, we were talking about how um, I guess something about the characters being realistic in the Persona games. I'm not so sure that's really what they mean. I think they're more down to earth compared to most tropey kind of anime styled writing. Yeah, I mean the example he's using is their imperfect um, speech being more humanistic than everyone speaking pretty perfectly and being well-written in the sense that they're grammatically and um, whatever they're written as if they're not human because they're so perfect in the way they talk. And he, I guess that's what he was trying to say with that. But um, even that, I was like, eh. <laughs> um, if they tried to capture that with the English version, they did a very bad job. <laughs> Maybe that's what the intention was with the pronunciation. Who knows? Yeah, I think that actually might be it. So another, this is kind of a, a thing that I wanted to talk about, even though it's not really Megaten. It's uh, 13th birthday. So, wow. Okay, Freudian slip. It's 13th month. It's a game written by Kazunari Suzuki. He's done a lot of the old Megatens. Um, Megaten 1 for sure. He did some writing for SMT one, two, and he wrote the the manga Tokyo Revelation, which got that OVA that's really bad. Um, yeah. <laughs> so this guy, he's he's teamed up with Sukasa Masuko, who did all the good music for Megaten. No offense to Sojima, but like my favorite music all comes from like SMT one, two, and Majin Tensei two. And those are all music that's been composed by this guy. They teamed up with with this artist, I forgot her name, and they're making a visual novel that's set to be released in October of next uh, this year. And it's kind of interesting because in their newest update, what they basically say is they rewrote the entire script. <laughs> and that's basically most of the game, right? The script. Yeah. I mean, yeah, for visual novels, I would imagine all of the, <laughs> I mean, most of it is just what they're saying and stuff. And if you go to the Kickstarter page, they, they pretty much lay out what the story is going to be. And now I guess none of that's going to be in there or some of it's going to be in there. They, they well, said, the, sorry, go ahead. Um, their previous update before that, uh, they, before they mentioned they were rewriting the script, it seems like they didn't have much done. So it looks like they have some wiggle room there to improve and change things before they get into the big production part. Yeah, and um, I'm not really someone who's ever kickstarted a project before or followed through on a Kickstarter. But um, as I was watching this like unfold, I'm like, is it normal for it to essentially go a whole year without anything, any real updates, and then for them to suddenly be like, oh, we rewrote re the script? That's yeah. Concerning. That's pretty concerning. As someone who has the opposite of you, who has backed uh, probably half a dozen projects, uh number one don't do it it's a bad idea uh number two when there's intermittent updates that's like a really bad sign it means nothing's really happening or they're bad at communicating that which could be a good thing we could surprise hit the uh the date the first try no delays but it could also <laughs> mean that they're extremely behind and they don't want to um discourage uh further uh support 
yeah, I mean, I guess I'm like I'm actually like already nervous. There's just they've made a statement in their last update saying that they're gonna essentially do some sort of video update to kind of give us more information. And I'm like, that's not <laughs> gonna be useful. They should just show us things like like throughout the month as opposed to randomly. If you go through the um the Kickstarters like comments or whatever, there's one guy who every single month will be like, it's that time. Like I think verbatim he says, it's that time. Um is there any news? And then the guy will just be like, no, <laughs> every single time. <laughs> That guy's a fan. This should give him. I was noticing one of the pledges is you can pay them twenty thousand yen or something like that. It goes. And it goes even higher than that too. This is the funniest one. You get to have dinner with the main guy. Suzuki, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You just, but, it's it's like a it's a five thousand yen dinner, which they will provide. I think as part of the thing, but you got to pay the rest of it, and you can just hang out with him, I guess, and eat dinner with him. <laughs> Maybe someone can find all the little Megami Tenshin credits. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they should either give that to him or he should, like, that guy who always asks for updates should get that pledge and be like, all right, let's sit down. When's this coming out, man? Give me some. <laughs> I got you. The weird thing is I saw that that, play, that exact reward tier was, like, copy-pasted, like, four or five times. And each one, I guess they maxed it out at six. So they got, like... What is that? What's math? Twenty-four or so people um, to pay for that dinner. So does that mean that there's going to be this big roundtable of people eating, all like trying to get information, or is it going to be one dinner at a time? Yeah, that's that's weird. I just saw that. First of all, there are four different ones that are slightly different money. Maybe there's different rewards associated with them. And number two, I think they're all sold out except the last one. Yeah, because the last one, the last couple were like super ridiculous. There's just you get a giant poster and then you get all the other stuff, and I don't think you get the dinner, but it was like ridiculous. Um, I guess what skeptical. I, I guess I guess I went from being super hyped because I was just like, oh man, like not so much Kazunari, but um, like Sakasa Masiko. I like I love his music. So for our her his oh no, I don't know the gender. I don't know either. I believe it's a his. I scrolled past the page, and there was uh, uh, two old dudes and a young lady. And I assume the young lady is the artist. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, you're right. Definitely a guy. And um, Kazunari Suzuki is wearing some weird hat. <laughs> yeah, he is dressed as a king or something. He has, like, a wax mustache. And I think he's wearing, like, king stuff. It's very strange. Weird vibes from this one. Yeah, I went from being super hyped to now I'm just skeptical that it's ever going to come out at all. I, I actually pledged the like 80, 800 yen tier or whatever. And that's like the game with a bunch of like goodies, but I'm like, oh, am I even going to get the game now? So it's interesting that this is what one of the like, or a couple of the old Mega Ten people are doing. Because with like Kozi Akata, for instance, he's making like card games for mobile. So it's weird to see what they're up to now. And I thought this was a really interesting thing because we could get our reaction before they put the video out and become even more disappointed. Well, I wouldn't pay for dinner with them, but it'd be kind of cool to talk about old Megaton with them, I guess. Like, hear some stuff about stories of SNT 1 and 2 or something. <laughs> Actually, that's what I would do too. I'd be like, hey, so tell me anything. 
That'd be so bad, man. You just show up to this new game, like dinner, and you're like, all right, I don't want to talk about this. Let's talk about the stuff that matters. Stuff that came out 30 years ago. <laughs> SMT5 coming out, man. Let me know that. It's true. I, I tried to um, get an interview together with those guys, and I had sent a bunch of questions that they're supposed to answer. And the, one of the only questions I wanted them to actually answer was, <laughs> do you still hang out with Kazuma Kaneko? <laughs> And they ignored that question. Damn, <laughs> wild. You know what that cold. means. I mean, it means he's Didn't dead. Didn't even answer it. More confirmation that he's dead. If you know Kazuma Kaneko, please let us know. LaRue is constantly trying to get in contact with people who know him. He's very worried. <laughs> that being said, um, we also... Do we have any more news on Catherine? <laughs> No, just so. wait. Basically, it's all the news. Get, uh, wait. We have something after the um, the release of Catherine, but that's about it. That's all we Yay. know. Okay, I don't know why I put this in there then. <laughs> all right, so. no news on Catherine. In case you're wondering, no um, re fantasy. Oh, yeah, for either, really. Yeah, there hasn't really been anything. But we do have some things with DX2 or D2. Yeah, D2. So, as you guys uh, might be. Oh, go ahead, Neb. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to edit this part out. All right, go on. So I was going to just say, as you guys know, the anniversary of D2's release in Japan, right, is um, now, right, essentially. And as a result, they're doing their festival that's basically a giant fan meetup that I believe they're also going to be streaming live or something. And they're going to be showing off like a gallery of the winners of the art contest, of which two people that we know are entering that contest. You and me? <laughs> yes. The only two. Uh, Neb was going to enter an interpretive dance, but I guess... It was too good. That was my concern. It would be just too good. It's... And I gotta say, looking at the gallery now is super discouraging. <laughs> oh. Way better. Um, okay, so originally I was like, cool, there's a bunch of kids trying. <laughs> I'm gonna win. Like, at least be one of the People that wins mag. Now I'm like, cool. <laughs> It'll be on an official Sega website for a bit. Even I don't think I don't know. There's so many good pieces. I gotta say that it's really cool because when I think DX2, I think there's like no one really playing the game. But then you know, supposedly over two million downloads, both in the English version and the Japanese version, right? And that cumulative between the two, or each has two million. And um, I think that's cumulative because I know each one did a million um, million downloads event at different times. So it's either they're either the English version decided to celebrate the Japanese and English um, together getting one million, or both got one million separately and then combined would be two. I don't know, but. What I, I just I guess what I was thinking is that it wasn't going to be as successful as it is, um, and they have been working towards making a better game, 
We've even gotten news about them trying to make it, what, more Megaten-ish with the last edition, the newest chapter being very different in terms of tone, I would say. And Yeah, far more serious, at least. Not character-wise, but plot-wise. Yeah, well, there's there's some int- they did a couple interesting things. I, I'm one of the only people on Earth who has not skipped uh, all of the dialogue that happens in the entire game, so I've actually read all of it, and it has hurt my brain. But uh, yeah, the the tonal shift is definitely there in Chapter Seven, and you actually get people arguing for real with like consequences, sort of, because people die, sort of. So it's it's much more serious. The first six chapters are sort of like, this is just like a low-grade anime. You know, there's nothing really happening. It's not very interesting. But uh, now they're saying that there's going to be a new chapter or a new section or something after 7 where you're going to have a route split, much like a traditional game, right? Mainline game, where you have Law, Neutral, Chaos. Yeah. Uh, they were also saying they were going to work more closely with uh, Atlas, too, I think. Which, I mean, if this new chapter is anything to go on, I think that it's a good idea. <laughs> because this is the first chapter that I actually read. And as a result, I had when I made my second account, I actually I got to chapter three before I stopped reading again. But I read more of the old chapters just so I could have better understanding of why chapter seven is better. But it's good. It's nice, meaty, and thick. Yeah. Okay, so I haven't played DX2 since the beta. How long do you think they keep sending out updates and stuff? I'm curious. Hmm, I don't know. I guess it depends on how long it makes money for them, mostly. I was thinking about getting back into it, but I don't know. I think they're going to roll out updates. I mean, the way that they've been doing these events and updates has been very, very consistent and very frequent. Um, just given the user base, if we're going to just say that a tenth of the user base is actually active, so that's what, 100 or 200,000 people, and then we say that only 5% of the 200,000 people are actually paying money, um, those people would be considered the whales, then they're basically funding the entire game, those whales. I think that it's safe to say that they're making a pretty good amount of money pretty consistently. Every time they, they announce these new demons and stuff, I watched the, first, the, the um, Channel 1, which is the the talking channel that you could there's a several that you can talk in but one is the most active and that's where all the (laughs) that's where all the whales are (laughs) every single time there's a new banner meaning that you can summon new demons or just um some sort of new stipulation i see these people putting in a hundred to three hundred dollars every single time jeez so (laughs) thank you for paying the salaries for these brave sake employees I'm trying. I'm trying to get them to be on my friends list so I can give better rates. <laughs> Who knows the science? Well, spider spider spilled the beans on that, but <laughs> I'm, yeah, it's a possibility, that. but I don't know. It seems Probably, to work for me. They're not gonna, uh, you know, ever state that, but that sounds like a likely experience. So what what you're what they're saying, what we're referring to is if you have your friends list filled with people who spend a lot of money they will in turn give you slightly better rates on what you randomly get. Yeah. I mean, I know they do that for, like, this is not even the same type of game, but I know they do that for uh, Pokemon Go. In Pokemon Go, if you you spend a lot of money and they'll kind of, like, flag your account, which uh, flag is probably the wrong word because it sounds really bad, but 
they basically make a note that you you spend money frequently and they'll change the percentage of chance that you'll get a shiny encounter so that means that like when you do a, when you're playing the game you could randomly run to shiny pokemon the percentage is really high for <laughs> pokemon go compared to the mainline games but it's even higher if you some if you're someone who pays regularly hmm. i don't like that oh i just yeah if you're not a fan of um dubious uh, monetary practices you're not gonna like mobile game at all the whole the whole ecosystem is polluted with um aggressive monetary tactics putting yeah. things by the paywall that change the game um putting out a demon from an existing race uh that you can fuse up in a forty dollar pack mm-hmm. who who does that i wonder <laughs> money grubbing sega you know they have all this money yet they can't fix their typos <laughs> what you Edi- have... editors are very expensive very expensive apparently i mean i can do that with like microsoft word i i just think that it's hilarious that there's so many frequent errors and when they do fix them they only fix them partially yeah like the limes girl what is her <laughs> yeah name? Rico. Rico. <laughs> she goes from saying that she'll steal your limes. Or it, it's still grammatically wrong, but now she doesn't say limes. She says limbs now, but it's still grammatically incorrect. Yeah, she, it says steal you limbs. <laughs> One typo at a time. And it's and that it just takes a lot of work. And just imagine there's a person who went through that like text file or whatever and saw that it said limes because everyone kept making fun of it fixed limes read this read the whole dialogue thing again was like oh that's pretty good so your uh, fatal assumption there is that they read the whole thing <laughs> they control f for limes and then just change one letter and then pushed it we're like oh god i forgot the other part <laughs> fair I guess, enough i guess we have to complain more yeah, <laughs> I mean, at, at this point, I'm kind. I've been kind of like screenshotting every time I see something that's like grammatically wrong because I think it's funny, and I might just like send that all to second. But like, here you go. You should go through that's the entire game with every option possible and just compile like a masterwork of every single. It would take way too long because every single word is wrong, probably. But <laughs> they would like pay you probably. They should pay a bounty. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'd hope. I like to hope. Maybe they can increase my uh, my rare drops so I can stop getting jeans. Oh my god! <laughs> John Delta, something. What is her name? Jean d'Arc. Yeah, G- John. 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 Yeah. John of Arc. The weird thing about her, like this, is kind of just a tangent. Is that she kind of just looks like Alice. <laughs> Like when you use when you look at both the models, they're so similar to me. Yeah, her head looks exactly like her, like a more mature version of Alice. That's kind of creepy. It, it was like freaking me out. I'm like, did they just recycle this, or is this like a weird timeline where Alice grows up and <laughs> burns at the stake? <laughs> That's kind of dark. Okay. Do you not know Joan of Arc? Man, just I, I do, but. But, okay, I forgot why we're, okay. The reason why we even brought it up is because they're having that festival. Hopefully, um, you know, me or 
actually Spider or myself wins. That'd be cool, right? I mean, at least Mag, please. Yeah, at least Mag. Please. Based when people stop submitting good stuff. There's enough. <laughs> so far, there's enough because I think, like, of the pieces that I saw, I would say that there's about ten really, really, really good pieces that have a chance. That leaves room for like what three other winners. So there you go. We could probably <laughs> get some Mag. <laughs> but I've already like. The, the the delusion of me winning a tablet is over now. I'm not even. Yeah, pretty much for me too, because I submitted the part with my uh, version of my drawing with a hole in the background and the lighting's all messed up. So I'm like, oh no. Oh. <laughs> that sucks. But one of the things, I mean, I don't even know why, but I've been thinking lately that what if DX2? It's like a prototype for a Persona mobile game, and it's going to follow a similar beat. Dude, how bad mannered would that be if they like made a uh, equivalent, similar Persona game, and then just abandoned the DX2? Just pushed everything over the Persona one. Just abandoned it. Maybe they can just do mobile dancing. They, they haven't done dancing. that yet? No? They have to have done that. That would make total sense if they did that. Wait, did what, a dancing thing? Yeah, a mobile yeah, dancing Because it's a rhythm game, right? Well, I mean, if you look at the comments and the reviews for Persona 5 and 3, that's what they were saying that they should do. That's what the fans wanted. So I can see them going for that. I know that they've done like these weird sim things in the past for Persona mobile games. And that's kind of what has me thinking, oh, they could probably do this exact formula. But, you know, it's, it's, a, it's not at Megakin's house or whatever it's at this school right some high school or whatever yeah i don't think they're gonna make a game just like this it would have to be the format because if they want to like bring in the persona crowd to this kind of game they could just do like a collab or whatever you know have a week where persona theme stuff or a month where persona theme stuff comes in and just repeat those over some pound time i think people care more about the characters in persona than the demons too so sure, they might yeah. want to focus more on gotcha characters than gotcha demons. True. They even work with like social links too, because like after the first maybe like month or so, and you be done with it, unless it keeps going. No, it would be each new scenario is just a new social link that's open, and if you want to be able to talk to them, you have to pay ten bucks. <laughs> that's a good idea. I think about that. I run Sega now, by the way. <laughs> it's a nightmarish idea genius um i guess the last bit of news that we have is that alice has 270 staff first staffers that's yeah, a lot staff. of, that's a lot that's it sounds like a lot i don't really know how much a typical studio has but these are three different um divisions so then if we assume that most of them are division one which is the maniacs team then even then like what does that mean is that a good size for like a quality game or what? That's a lot of stuff. I think the what Final Fantasy fifteen staff had almost two hundred. Hmm. Something like that. They had an excessive amount of staff. Does what that a, mean like development staff or just everyone at the entire company? I think probably everyone at the company. 
Yeah, for sure. Everyone was kind of like everyone during the whole time too, because Final Fantasy XIII had like a long period of development too. Yeah, that's true. But it's it's quite a bit of staff though. I don't you think you could call them a small studio or an indie studio anymore? Yeah, I was trying to play with the idea that there's they're like a medium studio, like not a triple A, like a triple B. Triple B. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I'm just like I'm just like okay. Well, so then, is this the part where they are no longer um, able to get away with some of the cheapy things that they do? I don't think that's going to stop yeah, them from. Yeah. And each studio has its own kind of identity and what ex- what's expected of them. So, well, except for I guess zero right now because no one really knows what their uh, new project is like. True. I decided to look up um, just a random project that would probably tell me how many developers or whatever worked at it, that game. So for Red Dead 2, they had 1,000 people on staff for just that one game. So that's like a AAA staff, or maybe that's representative. Oh, wow. I mean, it's probably just different because it's an open world, empty world game. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if Earlier 2 is like the best marker though, because like it is triple A and open world and stuff, but Rockstar also probably took years to do that, so I don't know. American um development's probably different than Japanese development too. Uh staff wise. True. I think the only thing that they have in common is they do that crunch at the end where everyone works overtime for no reason. Sounds like development to me. Yeah, um, I guess unless there's anything you guys want to you guys want to say, then let's get into the questions. Let's do the questions. Yeah, so, uh, as everyone knows in the whole world, there is a Facebook page called "Did You Know Tensei," where our esteemed host Larue sometimes posts news about our podcasts, including this question. He posts his own question. Start off recording a new podcast episode. Do y'all have any questions for me or my co-hosts? And, and we received me. questions. Okay, so go ahead and read the questions, Neb. You have the silky okay. voice. Of course, absolutely. Uh, I'm not going to read this question. I will read this one. Uh, Jesse Herrera writes in, Who's best girl? Zelenin or Isabel? Now, what I assume Zelenin. he means is Zelenin from Strange Jersey. Strange Jersey. Strange Journey. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a great game. Strange Jersey. Oh my. <laughs> Isabel, which I think is Isabeau from SMT4. I'm pretty it's sure. Probably autocorrect on his phone. Sure. That's true. So, what do you guys say? Well, best path. Zelenin, best girl. Uh, Zelenin, for sure. I love Lady Gaga. Yeah, Zelenin. Oh, yeah, that, that's an she, one. Her getup is pretty sweet, actually. That's a good point. I forgot she wore that crazy shit at the end. Yeah, it's like an armadillo like thing. <laughs> Respect for wearing that out of the house. Is a boss is a bugly. Yeah, she's cute. I think just didn't. Yeah, except for find her, her character too interesting. What was with the the tassels, like her like front ponytail things? What were those? Um, I'm guessing he tried to go for like a shrine main look or something, and they just ended up a little tasselly. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. All right, next question. Uh, <laughs> Enrique Lanute, I think, writes in Danilo. 
I don't know what that means. I might have just said a racial slur. Um, <laughs> but that's not a question, so we're just going to move on. Uh, here's a good one from Simon Juarez. Why to show a traitor they use Mastema? It affect that she's a thought? What? <laughs> yes. Now, here's, here's, here's my attempt at deciphering this puzzle that this man has posed towards us. Uh, why, when, what, to show a traitor, to portray a traitor in plot, why would they use Mastema? Uh, and then the second part, I have no idea what it means. It affect that she's a thought. Because Mastema's a dude. I think he's asking if it's because that Zelman. I think he's saying that Zelman's a traitor. He's asking, is it because that she's a thought? I think that's what he's saying. Uh, sure. I, I'm going to say yes to this question. What do you guys think? <laughs> my, my, I mean, I'm going to kind of bank on what Glib is saying and assume that they're trying to say why does Mastema side with Zelman or something. Um, in you know, the Bible or whatever, whatever the Dead Sea Scrolls or something, Mastaba is like essentially Satan and he just tests humans and try to, tries to like draw the evil out of them. And I think um, maybe Zone is, I don't know, <laughs> maybe her, her like sin is like being afraid and ha- lacking any kind of thing. I don't know. <laughs> the disparity between the level of effort uh, he put in this question and you put in this answer is staggering. It's thank, you, the, thank you for having a real answer. Yeah, that question is so fun. <laughs> I'm gonna get uh, that printed out and send. We're all gonna have shirts that say that. Now, <laughs> no. This next question is not safe for work. If you have small children or employees or coworkers around that, and you're listening to this horrible podcast with your um, open headphone, like, what are you doing? First of all, second of all, turn off right now because it's getting X-rated. Uh, Francis Murray Griffin writes in, which persona slash SMT protagonist has the biggest dick? What do Easy. you think? Any machine man. Uh, sir. Well, more specifically, uh, Varuna. And I'm Although a... that's not SMT or persona, but you know what? Deal with it. Sure, that's good. What do you think, Lara? I think it's, um... Majin, uh, not Majin, um, Megami Tensei 2's protagonist, Hirata. Okay. I would say it's Doom Guy from Strange Journey. That's the obvious one, but it could be an inverse. You know, he could be this big buff guy, but he doesn't, you know, he's compensated for something. But well, yeah. <laughs> it could also be good old Chad. That's a good bet. Persona if you're going by Chad American or... canon, he's, he's American male. And they're all Japanese teenagers, so that's a fair assumption. He's also only an American. Okay, you're right, actually, because the 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 text in Strange Journey Redux is correct, which calls him American, right? Not the dialogue, though. Yeah, but it's in English, so that means it's correct. So now, I, now I agree. Since he's American, that's that's true. That's that's canon. It is. But it's closed. it affect that she's a thought. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, okay, Franco Espinoza writes in, do you think Atlas will ever talk about P1 and P publicly? I think he meant to say P2 because that's the logical you know, continuation of P1. I mean, what do they have to say? <laughs> do that they is, do that's the, that is my original question. What, what is there to say about it? 
they okay. did talk about the PS Classic. They they said the wrong year or whatever, right? When they were saying that it's on the PS Classic. Did they? Yeah, I didn't remember that, Lever. You pointed that out. It was like uh it was like ten years ago this game came out, but it was really like twenty three or something. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um at, that was Atlas USA. They <laughs> they said that um that Persona one came out ten years ago today. Uh today but was that september or something okay. yeah <laughs> it did, did they not get come that out in 2008 did they get that confused with innocent sin i don't know what they're trying to say <laughs> yes. i don't know i don't think either of them came out in 08 because that was 10 years prior to 2018 which is when they made anyway whatever. they're dumb uh victor kano has a actually good question uh what was your guys first mega 10 game Okay, let's go Glib first. Yeah, what was um, Glib? I have a bad memory, so I can't remember <laughs> what the first one was, but I know like the first three I played. Um, okay. SMT1, uh, 4, and Persona 3. Okay. Portable. Cool. <laughs> Spider? <laughs> All right, so... um, I My first one was Digital Devil Saga 1. I didn't play two until many years later. And the reason why was we picked it up, uh, was on vacation at Disneyland and we picked up a random game at some military outpost store and it was there. And so we bought it and it was a blind fly. And ended up playing on instead of going to Disneyland. Hmm. <laughs> That's interesting. What about you, Ned? Uh, for me, it was Nocturne. Nocturne. Uh, I first heard about the franchise on a um, an image board, an unnamed image board, a secret one. Um, and they had lots of uh, shit posts about this franchise that I'd heard about, and I was like, I'll try one of these. And um, it was it was quite something. And I didn't really play any of them for a while, and I got back into it. Couple years later, and play a lot of them since. Quite a few. Oh, and for me, also it was Nocturne. Um, just to flex a little bit, I played it in like 2004 when it came out. <laughs> I, I did not play in 04. I want to clarify. But I only got it because one of my friends bought it, thinking it was cool looking, and then he said that it was really bad. And he gave it to me and was like, oh, you you might like it because it's edgy. Well, I don't think people said edgy back then. But he gave it to sure. me and was like, he was like, it's just basically Pokemon, but it's all dark. And then when I played it, I was like, oh, this is just like Pokemon. It's funny how. Did he lie, though? 13 years later, he's still right. <laughs> he's still right. And yeah, never looked back. Um, never played it again, too. <laughs> To be fair, they are long fan. games. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sakurai has a point. Exactly. Uh, another question from Joseph Poyo. Uh, he asked Mastima, swood dude or dumbass loser? This is a lar chaos question, and how you answer will affect your alignment. So be careful. Um, Mastima is an angel you can trust. That's all I can say. Oh. He's on my team, my D2 team, so I'm going to go with, yeah. 
I'm gonna say he's not a smooth beard. Um, he's the dumbest loser to you. Yeah, he's got those weird. Like, doesn't it bother anyone that he's not wearing shoes? That like, he has like those pants that like strap onto yeah. the heel of his foot. It's so annoying to so me. I don't know why. He's he's wearing some kind of weird cowboy yoga pants because they like go under his foot. They're like too tight. It's like don't. Yeah, that they look comfy. His posture's terrible. (laughs) Yeah, he looks like he's hunched over. I know he's not. Like I don't think he is, but he looks hunched over. Um, His animation and and Strange Journey Redux is really bad. Um, He's got crow wings, which crows are cool, but he's not. And then, (laughs) (laughs) how does his mask stay on his face? Everybody, take a second. Is it just the divine power of God keeping his mask on? Scotch tape, bro. Scotch tape. No. <laughs> yeah, these are like the. Uh, I never. I guess I really never thought about. But they're kind of like those glasses that uh, Lawrence Fishburne wears in The Matrix. Where you just look at them, <laughs> you're like, is this like crushing his nose to wear? Like, what's going on? Yeah, they're. I'm, kind I'm of... pretty sure it's made out of cloth. Yeah, this is a mystery. Well, so my opinion is, uh, I don't have any strong feelings, so I'm gonna stay neutral. Um. Oh, yeah, and then the, actually, we saved the best for last. The only good questions that were asked the entire time, here they are. They're both asked basically by the same, different people, same question. Raul, Rahul Ghosh and Victor Cano both wrote in to ask, basically, what do you want to see in SMT5, or what do you think is going to be in it? Like, are we going to have, you know, is there going to be a twist on press turn, or is it going to be exactly the same? Because they've been messing around with it in some newer games. Uh, is negotiation going to be super hard, like in some titles? What do you think? Well, I don't think it's going to be more difficult. I think they're going to continue with what they did with 4 and make things a little bit easier for people trying to get into the series. Um, if we're talking about what I want, I'd like to see negotiation like this on the 1 and 2. So I'm a real fan of that. I'm a real fan, big fan of that kind of stuff where you have to like actually like have guess what they're thinking and stuff, and like mix and mix and match, and color, uh, the color wheel thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah that. I have another so math name for it. It's fun though, um, but I expect it to be more of the same, like Persona, not Persona, S and T four. But I mean, I don't expect anything different, really. Yeah, it's more of the same. And then I, I hope that it's not like S and T four. More like SMT bore, am I right? <laughs> I just, um, but I pretty much anticipate that it's gonna either, I mean, that they're gonna move to 3D again because that's a waste of, <laughs> that's a waste of Unreal Engine 4 if they're gonna <laughs> do more stuff like how SMT4 is kind of playing out or plays out. I think that they're gonna probably manipulate the press turn some more, but they're gonna keep things like the moon phases and, um, all that stuff the same. I, it would be cool if they brought back Magnetite, like, and how that affects your ability to have demons out. That'd be cool. Um, it'd also be cool if they expanded on the whole, um, what are they called, mobs, where you just have, like, ten demons, like, all swarm to get, like, just a big mass of demons all trying to fight you at once. Like a horde from... Yeah, horde, that's what I meant. Four. Yeah, that was a cool thing that they had. Whisper was kind of cool. If they just tighten it up, tighten up those mechanics to not be so easily broken, because <laughs> they're so easy to break, um, that'd be great. 
And I I would like for them to continue doing that thing that they do where they heavily reference other SMT games, but without making people make more dumb timelines going, ooh, SMT 5's connected to Nocturne. They, they both have a tunnel. Like SMT 5 is a prequel <laughs> to DX2, actually. I have a really good timeline to prove this. Oh, boy. <laughs> You're not. This is Neb's last time in this podcast. <laughs> it's a fact. Jack Bros is a sequel, actually, too. <laughs> Uh, I, I've noticed a lot of uh, referencing to and mentioned in the interviews about Nocturne too. I think they're going to be borrowing elements from that game, like the Sephiroth and you saw Magasuchi in the um, trailer with the pouring off the demons. I think they're going to take some concepts from that. I don't think it's going to be a direct connection, but I think they're going to take concepts from it. That'd be cool. I'd be down for that. I said it from in the trailer, or the teaser, I guess, rather not really a trailer. Um, they use some words like Shekinah Glory, and I'm a law boy, so I'm hyped for that. Ooh, it's time. Oh, no. I'm genuinely hoping it's a Lothian game. Yeah, Lothian would be a nice change of pace. I am hoping that, like, Shekinah, however you pronounce that, or, like, just it's anybody besides Yahweh. <laughs> kind of tired of seeing his face. Um, sure, I want a game with Brotman. That'd be cool. Uh, they mentioned the Divine Feminine, which would be Shekinah, so I think that's going to be our main baddie. It is? Oh, and look, look on I don't, I don't know. Please don't quote me on it, but that's what I think. Yeah, I mean, I would wager to guess that that's going to be right or she's going to play some significant role. They they did a lot of like weird world building where they're connecting all the games, which is exactly the opposite of what I said I wanted, but... <laughs> Uh, maybe that's just Apocalypse. We can safely ignore Apocalypse, hopefully. I don't know. I, did, did people in Japan like Apocalypse? Because I see... Okay, when I when I look for merch, I tend to look for books now because I'm trying to get all the, the tabletop RPG books. But I see like a lot of doujin, doujin. And the characters that I see the most are typically Rhino, um, Demi-Fiend, and bunny protagonist from Desu 2. And the weirdest one to me, the one that I didn't understand was uh, Little Nanashi from SMT Apocalypse. Why? There was a maid dress, of course. That's why. True. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's <laughs> that's the end of that. You asked a question, man. I had to answer it. Well, before we end, I do want to just point out one thing. Uh, recently, you had a poll on your Twitter uh, about our next episode, which is not going to be this one technically, right? Because the people, the people out there wanted us to do one of two things. What were they? The one was a spoiler cast for an old game. And what was the tied with something, didn't it? The other one is they wanted us to talk about the community, the fan base, the fandom, whatever. Okay. Which. <laughs> no. No. It sounds super boring. <laughs> I, I gotta admit, like that'd probably be like a ten-minute discussion, and then we talk about literally anything else. Like it probably be with um, like something else that's that's gonna suck to talk about, like uh, timeline. Let's get Gideon on. <laughs> Whole episode of timelines coming up next. No, uh, so no. we have a confirmed. <laughs> we are going to be playing an old game. We have actually started playing, of course. We're going to be having an episode where we discuss an old game in the franchise. 
and uh, that'll fulfill the one part. And then I guess we should just do another poll after that's out and see what people want after that. If they still want to do the community, we can do that. But yeah, I would highly pick the community. I, I'd highly push against the community just because. Oh my god! Why do you make it an option? It's because. You know, you got to do things spontaneously. Sometimes your best ideas are the ones you just make up right then and there. And that was one of those Almost bad not. ideas. I, when people vote on these polls, I can never tell if the people who are memeing are people who are doing it as like a goof or something. Um, on Twitter, most of the people that follow me are not so like, not so lame. So then for them, for that to get a really high vote, like, I just don't know what they want. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> like, what to say? I mean, I I had some ideas that that we could do. Like we could talk about like different types of people in the in the community. Um, like we know that guy that has a kid who played SMT four Apocalypse, and he's his kid's like eight, <laughs> which is you yeah. know the, the typical age of the fan base. But it'd be cool to be able to tap directly into that. That's why it's least. Yeah, that's an interesting perspective. Well, how about you plug your Twitter here so people can actually vote on these and prevent your worst nightmare from coming true. Link them in the (laughs) description. Yeah, I'll just put the link in the description because, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Okay, so next episode coming up will be spoiler cast of an old game. So, again, it's going to be spoilers. Please do not get mad if we spoil a game that's 30 years old. And also, don't get mad because we're going to basically introduce the game as we start talking about it. So if you're... If you're not good at listening, you probably shouldn't listen to a podcast. Exactly. Or you can practice, you know? Um, yeah. Anyway, everything else? No. Uh, Glib got a new mic. Um, you might notice that he doesn't sound like he's underwater anymore. I'm kind of offended by that, but my voice is all smooth now, so I'm not even hating. So he just, like... Sold his like plasma or something to get money for my. <laughs> oh, I'm offended all over again now. And um, I guess that's that's it. Yeah, thanks for watching or listening to Hello Fellow Mega Tennists, and have a fine, mighty fine, whatever day it is for you. Bye bye. Goodbye.